The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Well, good afternoon, everybody. I'm coming to you on location, but in my location, (laughs) remote place in Raleigh, North Carolina. That's my location. I don't know where everybody else is that's listening to this all over the country. I would expect all over the world in other places. Um, And I'm glad that you joined me today. We are going to be talking about some deep subjects today, some deep stuff that I have to work with thousands of people on, um, and we'll get to that in a moment, about bursting the bubble. That is what today about, is bursting the bubble in order to heal, in order to heal correctly. Uh, but I did want to just remind you of a couple of things. First of all, you're you're listening to to some of the best radio that's out there, with some significant help in spiritual growth and mastering your life and the journey that you're taking in your life, which is um, to be able to experience. People have asked me, like, why do I want to take a spiritual journey? Like, why do I? not just continue with my life the way it is? And, and, and that's always a good question. It really depends upon where your life is. And the point is that you can have an unlimited life. And what that means is unlimited vocational reward, unlimited good health, unlimited financial freedom, um, unlimited love. And so if you feel you've gotten everything that you want and you desire, then that's wonderful. Then you don't need to do any more. But chances are, if you've gotten that, you must be on some kind of spiritual journey without even knowing it then. However, if you don't, if you don't have all that you want and desire, then you want more. And in order to get more, you need to take a journey, a spiritual one. And a spiritual one just opens the doors for you to all the greater good that you deserve. So we touch on subjects that dive into that. And because we are body, mind, and spirit, not just mind, not just body, not just spirit, we have to combine all of those elements together in order to um, grow, in order to evolve, in order to get to the places that we want to get to. Um, And and one of the things that I would love to be able to do is make technology grow, uh, because it certainly can block and get in the way, uh, which is what technology is doing for me right now. It's getting in my way. Um, And I'm trying, I'm actually talking to you from my cell phone rather than my studio, uh, which is why I said I was on remote because I cannot get um, my system to work correctly for some reason. Okay, well, that is okay. We're going to um, get that corrected. So, Let's talk more about why we need to grow spiritually while I'm in an attempt to get this going. I'm talking all at the same time here as I'm working on my computer technically, okay? It says my my system is, is blocked. My goodness, okay. Um, so stay with me here. We've got some great things coming up for you. Like I said, this show and uh, really check out the programs. There are so many 
uh, wonderful hosts on Unity Radio, and they have bringing on some incredible guests, which I will be doing more of down the line. I'm trying to line up some uh, really powerful ones. So that is definitely one way of going on a spiritual journey is listening and reading and getting more information. The more information that you can pull in, the more that you can take in, um, the more you will grow, the more you will raise your consciousness. And I just finished an entire weekend again of a conference, uh, which is has been phenomenal. It was um the Academy of Spiritual and Consciousness Institution, and here in the Raleigh-Durham area. And we had some incredible researchers and doctors and scientists and spiritual leaders here, um, one of the Rhine Center and other centers all over the world, which was pretty amazing. And listening to all that information just reminded me of all that we are made of um, in that body, mind, and spirit. There's just so much going on in there and so much to have to work with uh, that it can get confusing. And so you want to simplify your journey. You want to simplify your journey and understand that people just need different labeling, different definitions. That's who we are. We like to label things. We like to define things. Uh, but we like to, to break every single thing apart in order to get to understand what it is, why it's doing what it's doing, right? So that can then, on actually a spiritual journey, become a little confusing because there's just so much information out there. There's so much to be able to... Um, to do um, that, that it can become overwhelming. It can just become, you know, um, confusing. And so, what you want to do is pick and choose what you want to learn and what and and how you want to learn it. Okay. So, if you are a thinker, um, then yes, then going with somebody who speaks along those lines is definitely going to help you more. More of the scientists, you'll be able to relate to them. But I would caution you on that a bit, too. You don't want to get stuck in just one area, one way of learning. You know, having been a, a psychotherapist and, and learning about psychology, one of the things that we learned very early on is, is people's learning skills, is, is certain people like to learn in certain ways. Like um, some people are very visual. They learn best when they're looking at something, right? Other people um, are very auditory. They, they learn better when they hear something. Like I like audio books rather than reading books. Uh, I pick up more that way. Um, also, people are tactile. They like to feel and touch. So there's all different learning methods. However, what we wind up doing with that is we get stuck there. So you want to expand the way you learn. So if you are a thinker, then try to learn a little bit or push, challenge yourself, shall we say, to learn a little bit more with touchy-feely stuff, more about tactile, more about feeling, more about visualizing, right? You want to want to learn to, because in some way we can simplify, we can bring the information down to simple truth rather than complicating it so much. And that's what we do all the time is we complicate the way that we learn and what we want to learn. And so a spiritual journey does not have to involve a doctoral degree in order to get any understanding because it's tapping into some of the core the, the core values of who you are as a being. That's it, body, mind, and spirit, all three. Again, um, I, this program as well as other programs are attempting to help you with that journey. And so I like simplifying things. And that's what today's show is about, is as intense as it can be and what I'm going to be talking about uh, that sometimes we just paint pretty pictures of ourselves and our lives that, that are actually blocking, those pictures are blocking what we really need to get to to heal. And so we want to 
simplify our journey and we want to simplify our growth by just having to deal with that which is getting in the way. We've been promised and we've been told by uh, so many um, gurus and spiritual authors and experts that we naturally will progress and move forward if you just remove the constraints from us, those constraints, those things that are keeping us from from going after the life we really want, okay? So um, Carl Rogers was a contemporary psychologist, and that was his basic philosophy and premise is that um, we, we naturally have this innate desire to grow. And we have this innate desire to expand and reach a higher consciousness. Now, it would stand to reason as to why we would have that innate understanding. Because if we are created from an unlimited source, we're created from God's spirit, whatever you want to call it. And that unlimited source is unlimited. Then we have an understanding inside of us that we may not consciously be aware of, but within our soul is the understanding it's the understanding that we are more than that we are unlimited that we are um capable of all things that we are created in the image of source right and so uh, that means we have a, an ability um, that is more than what we can be consciously aware of, right? And so having that understanding then allows us – I'm sorry, I'm just I'm getting trying to get back online here, and it's really getting in the way of things um, – Having an understanding that we are unlimited, then we would naturally move forward without even having to try. We would naturally want to achieve without having to try, without putting in great effort. Um, we would automatically be inspired and follow our inspirations. We would automatically take um, inspired actions and be proactive in the choices that we make to achieve a dream, to fulfill a desire, right? That would come naturally within us. But the reason why we don't do it naturally now is because we've got an unnatural block, which is the whole reason for my program, Stop Stopping Yourself, and we're the ones that created that block, okay? So it's vital for me, it's vital for the work that I do, it's vital for you to unblock that which is getting in your way and stopping you from your natural part, from your innate ability to move forward. Um, so many people say that they don't have any passions, any desires, any, I'm so tired of life, um, I have to work so hard, um, you know, I, I, I just want to give up thing after thing, circumstance after circumstance, uh, winds up affecting people, getting in their ways. And, and, and that's not just with people who are going through crises. That's with so many people out there. It's just that, that life has become hard for a majority of people. We're trying to get through this stress, but it's primarily because there is a block. There is an, and an, we're impeding, we're impeding the flow, our unlimited ability, the, the source, the flow, uh, we're getting in the way of that. And so there are times that we have to do what we can to burst through that block. And I call them bubbles at times, bubbles, the pretty pictures that we make. And I tend to have to do that a lot. Um, in the work that I do because people come in here, everybody uh, has come to a certain level in their lives that they've um, gone through a lot of their stories, they've achieved or, or 
or mildly have achieved. At least they've grown somewhat, whether they have families, whether they're, they're adults now and they're working, they're in some kind of relationship. Maybe they have a home, maybe it's modest home. It, it doesn't make a difference. Maybe it's a mansion, maybe they've achieved a lot. Um, people have coped in life. As a matter of fact, as a psychotherapist, one of our major uh, treatments was to teach people coping skills. And uh, psychologists believe that people had natural coping skills. I, in the spiritual understanding, call them something other than coping skills now. That was just some of the innate natural ability to be able to grow and move forward. That's not just a coping mechanism. Again, that's your natural ability. You want to succeed. You want to really be happy, believe it or not. That's what we are made of, and that's our natural state of being. And so we've had to learn certain abilities and skills to get through some of the stressors that we've been through in our lives in order to just get to that natural part. So you have to do something unnatural to become natural, which is ridiculous. It doesn't guarantee your natural existence of happiness and thriving. It doesn't guarantee that if you're working through different coping skills. Um, or maybe somewhat it does to a certain extent, but for the most part, you're going to wind up hitting bumps and curves in the road and, and total detours or brick walls altogether. But some way or another, it's not going to work for you. So getting to the innate part of who you are, the deep down value of your soul, your divinity is what's vital, getting to your soul. And so we have to, those pretty pictures that we create sometimes are coping mechanisms for us. Let me explain a pretty picture. Um, and I, I hate going there into the childhood, but I have to go there because that's where the pictures start, right? We fantasize to start with as children. We use our imagination because we just come from the other side. It's actually our greatest skill as a child is to use our imagination. It's it's how we actually intellectually grow is through our imagination, not just through our intellect, right? When when a child sees a three and a one and, and it's learning math, right, what do we show it? We show it three apples plus one apples, and how many apples is that? It's four apples. Is that really a logical way of learning? Or are we now touching on the imagination, the visualization? The child can see three apples sitting there, and now they put another apple in with it, and now they see four apples. That's working through the imagination, not just the intellect. So we use our imaginations to train the intellect. So it's very natural for the imagination to automatically take over. I hope you understand that. Your imagination is going to always take over. Matter of fact, when you're trying to, to figure out um, a job you may want, you imagine what it would be like. Um, when you're thinking about whether you want to date a night, you date or not, you imagine what it would be like. Now, you don't always imagine good things. Depending upon if you're a negative person or have had negative experiences, you're going to imagine negative things, okay? Um, if you're a positive person, you're going to imagine positive things. Um, I just want to uh, just be aware of the time here just so that I don't miss commercial breaks, uh, but that will be coming up shortly. Um, if you start hearing music, guys, and i got to jump off real quick, it's only because I'm not able to keep track of the time due to the technical difficulties I'm having right now, right? I'm going to burst that bubble real soon. So the bubble, what is the bubble? What is the pretty picture that we create, okay? So let's go back into childhood. You know, I deal with adults that have problems and, and using my intuitive ability, I can see where the problems stem from. And I'll get people that'll tell me, oh, you know, I, I had such a, a wonderful childhood. Mom and dad were around all the time. 
Um, they came to my baseball games. Um, yeah, yeah, they came to my performances, whatever, you know, I did as a child, they were there. Um, oh, we used to have family gatherings all the time. So, um, yeah, but I don't understand um, why my relationships aren't working. Um, I don't understand why um, everybody at work just keeps wanting to push me down and push me down and and on and on and on and on with the problems that they tell me. And so I'm seeing a completely different childhood than they are. I'm seeing one where there were no emotions uh, being expressed. So even if there were words um, of, of, of praise or even uh, someone saying, I love you, there was nothing emotionally supporting that. So their bodies were there. Um, then also um, I would see things like they would never be hugged or caressed. Or um, if the child was sick at all, if the person was sick in their childhood, that there wasn't a lot of extra attention. It was just a matter of, okay, um, we'll take this cough medicine and go to bed. You'll be fine. And, and that kind of thing, right? And I'm thinking, I'm looking at it, or there was expectations, tremendous expectations. So um, if the child, if the person came home as a child with a B on on his report card, the parent would be criticizing the child and saying, well, you should have been able to get an A on that. And so the parents were always there and they were basically doing the right things, but maybe they weren't doing enough that that child needed. And so what happens is the child painted an image to cope because it is too difficult for especially children to be sitting there and saying, uh, mommy and daddy don't love me, uh, which is one of the first things that children think of, just so that you know everything is about love, especially in childhood. And um, the way you're treated and the attention you receive or don't receive gets translated as to whether you're lovable or not. That's the bottom line. That's a simple, really simple there. So if you get positive attention, then that reinforces the idea that you must be lovable if you get negative attention or no attention, no proper attention, then that translates to I'm not lovable, which is what children have to deal with all the time. That's all. If you can just think simply along those lines, even for yourself, just simply along those lines, you either felt loved or you didn't feel loved. You didn't sit there and analyze the situation because your brain wasn't developed enough to be able to analyze anything correctly. And that it takes a long time for the brain to develop enough. Your brain is still developing all the way up until at least 23 years old. And, and they say even further than that, the brain is still developing. So you didn't have the wherewithal and the common sense and the ability to figure things out. So it's strictly the attention. Okay, the way you're attended to, you know, um, if I sat there with a blank face and I just went around telling everybody, yes, I love you. Or I said to my wife, I love you on Valentine's Day. I love you. And that was it. I love you, honey. I love you. Yes. Um, no, no enthusiasm, no passion, no emotion, a flat affect. That's what that's called. A flat affect. Your emotions are your affect. And if I just kept saying that, how would she feel it? How would she really truly know that what I'm saying, I'm even feeling? If I'm not feeling it, and I'm just saying words, how would she feel it? How would anyone feel it? How do we feel love? How do we really, really feel love? And like I said, it's really based on the attention, the passion that's put behind the attention. Um, and so... We want to believe, we want to believe that our parents love us and that the world loves us. And, and we come from that point. We are constantly trying to uh, put that out there because it's so vital to us. Our love is the life force of the spiritual body and it feeds everything in the physical body as well. 
And so we want that, right? So we want to believe we were loved. And so we'll create a defense and an image of love. Now, why is that so important? Or, or here's the other thing, another situation. Here's another a very common picture because divorce is so common. And so you've got a single parent raising the children and the children absolutely, be- oh, mom was spectacular. She was unbelievable. She was my hero. Um, she was incredible. My father, nothing, totally abusive, totally neglectful. I didn't have any relationship with him at all. But mom, man, mom was incredible. And I'm sitting there and they and the people, again, have relationship issues, have financial issues, have health issues, have, have, have um, uh, career issues. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, so if – if mom was able to make up for that, if mom was the superhero, why on earth are you still having these problems? There's got to be a deeper reason. And of course, it's a deeper reason. Every child will latch on to the parent and create a superhero image of that parent because it's the only parent they have left. They already lost one, um, either through the divorce or even through death. We're going to be talking more about this because I, I have a feeling we're coming up to a commercial. I'm about ready to hear the music. So um, stay with me. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. A little crazed today because of technical issues, but we're going to resolve them all during the commercial break. And on the other side of the commercial, we're going to talk more about those pictures, but mostly how to burst them and how to bring to the surface that which you really need to heal and how to heal it. Let's get that going, okay? So I will see you in a couple of minutes. This is Vincent Jenna thanking you for joining us today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yeah, welcome back. If you just joined us, this is Stop Stopping Yourself Show. I am your host, Vincent Jenna, spiritual teacher, psychic medium therapist. And we are talking about healing your life and unblocking what you need to unblock in order to uh, reach down into the, the greatest part of who you are and allow your potential and unlimited ability to shine through, come through, and be able to create the life you want. So we're talking about bursting the bubbles in order to heal the pretty pictures that we may be creating um, that are getting in our way instead of helping us. And we were just talking about some of those pretty pictures, and a lot of the pretty pictures we create are from our childhoods. And so uh, whether it be um, mom and dad didn't necessarily have a great relationship or you were um, abused in some way, and in order to survive that, um, the brain, remember, I always say this, the brain's primary functions, number one, to keep you alive, to keep us alive, and number two, to protect us. That's how it keeps us alive is by protecting us. That's one of the ways. And it protects us psychologically as well as it protects us physically. So if if you've got a lot of hurt, let's say we were just talking about and giving the example of uh, coming from a divorced background and dad is gone. And the only reason why I use dad as an example, by the way, is because unfortunately, statistically, more dads tend to step away from their children than um, mothers do. Uh, mothers uh, feel a, a more of a connection, obviously, because she uh, carried the child. 
So unfortunately, fathers, um, they will develop a relationship and uh, hopefully a very strong and healthy one. But in the case of uh, divorce, separation, it can be so painful for a father to only be a father part time that part of his defense mechanism is to separate from the emotional part of who he is from the right brain, jump into the left brain, put up a wall between the left brain and the emotional brain, and then that winds up disconnecting him from all kinds of love. And that's including love of his children. So he doesn't do it intentionally. It's actually a defense mechanism that occurs if there's too much pain. So yes, so I'm giving an example of a father stepping away, no relationship. And what happens naturally is the children latch on to mom. Um, and, and, you know, they they defend mom and feel that, oh, I've gotten everything that I need, but then they have all these issues when they become adults and they're not able to create what they want. Well, um, that was actually a pretty picture because children don't want the idea of losing their parents, right? And they blame themselves. We're egocentric when we're growing up. We blame ourselves as children for everything that happened. So we already blamed ourselves that if the father is gone, right? It's my fault. Daddy doesn't love me. And this is all on an unconscious level. It can be conscious, but a lot of it is unconscious as well. And so here we are on an unconscious level saying it's my fault. Well, I'm certainly not going to lose mom. And so we latch on to mom and we latch on to the idea that mom is perfect then. You know, we have to, you know, I'm not going to criticize mom. I'm not going to do anything possible that I can lose my mother. So we develop this image, this picture, right? This pretty, pretty picture of our childhoods. And, and we think then that, and we're afraid to think the truth, but we think then that um, it, it, it's okay, everything is fine. But that's why I say my primary work with so many people is bursting that bubble and turning around and telling them, no, I am sorry. You did not have a great childhood. You did not. I don't care how perfect mom was. You got to remember something. Now she's divorced. Now she's hurting. Then she's the one that, that also helped to attract your father into the picture. Both of them attracted each other because that's what relationships are about. So there's a weakness in mom some way or another and it's going to come out that way it's going to come out on the children i remember this as being so important if you really look at your life and dive in there where you don't want to dive in um, you'll see things that you don't want to see but are necessary to see that's the whole reason why i'm even having this program is because it's necessary to see those things my wife and i have been on this spiritual journey for the past 37 years, we've been together 46 years. This event happened to me when I was around 28 years old. Um, and we started before then and then full blast, we're in a spiritual journey. So 37 years we've been working on ourselves. And it's only been about six or seven years. All right. So I don't know where we left off. Apparently we lost me. Um, but I'm just going to continue where... I believe we stopped or you lost me. So here we are developing these, these pictures, these images of our past um, of, of, and it doesn't even just have to stay in the past. As we get older, we develop even more pictures for ourselves, more images about the way we think things are going. Uh, and then we're surprised when it doesn't happen that way. So, But I'm talking about those deep recessed pictures in our minds and images and beliefs. They're all about beliefs. The beliefs create the pictures. So what you have to do then is you need to go deep within and really examine it. Are, are you holding on to a pretty picture? I was talking about my wife, and she comes from a, a divorced background of her parents. And so she was her mother's caregiver, really. She was the oldest in the family, and she took care of her mother a lot. And, of course, she adored her mother, always had these wonderful things to say about mom and how fantastic she was and beautiful she was and all of that. Yeah, and I understand that. But it wasn't until up to just a few years ago, after all of this work that we've done, that she began to realize, wait a minute, I'm really angry with my mother. And I never realized that I was angry with my mother because my mother actually turned me against my father. 
and I wasn't paying attention to that. And and children aren't going to pay attention to that, which is one of the reasons why parents get away with so much and can hurt so much, because no child has the ability to say, um, you know, mom, I don't think it's a good idea you start talking negative crap about dad. You know what I mean? He's my father, too. And um, uh, that's like making me upset with him. And I don't want to be upset with him. You know what I mean? That shouldn't be. Parents should not be pitting children against each other. And it happens naturally anyway. And that was that circumstance. The moment she burst her bubble in the way she thought about her mother, it didn't it didn't make her lose her love for her mother. And then she couldn't resolve it because her mother's been gone for a long time now. But within her own heart, she was able to get down to to what was sore now, this sore. Think of a blister. Think of a blister. Think of you get hurt or you get burnt. It really happens a lot when you get burnt, right? And and the burn mark is beneath and within a very short period of time, we see the skin bubble up and there's fluid that forms underneath the bubble, right? And that bubble is actually a layer of protection to protect the burnt area. But a lot of times that burnt area stays burnt for a very long time. And then we keep banging it and it gets more and it can actually get infected. And what we need to do is actually burst the little blister and put better ointment, healing ointment on the burn or the cut, whatever it is that the scab has gone over. Sometimes we even have to scrape away the scab because it's getting infected underneath the scab. I mean, our bodies have incredible healing abilities, but one of the ways that it heals is when it's not being reinfected and reinfested with germs. And so anytime we have an injury, especially if it's a minor one, we don't stop. If we get cuts and bruises, we just keep, we put a Band-Aid on it and we keep moving on. But what we don't realize that we're adding more bacteria, we're adding more reasons why it's taking long for our bodies to heal. And sometimes we have to step in there and help the healing. Right. That's why I'm talking about is scraping away the scab, bursting the bubble to get to the sore. And that's exactly what I'm talking about with going within and bursting your pretty pictures. Let go of them. You just have to you have to be brave because, yes, is it going to be sore? You're going to see the soreness underneath there. Yes. But I promise you this. You can never relive the same pain. You can never relive it. Once you feel a pain, the only way to feel that pain again is by recreating the same thought that caused the pain. So it's your thoughts that create the feelings. So if you go in there and you have a memory, right? People keep living in the past, right? But that's not their problem. Looking back into the past is not our problem. For goodness sakes, don't forget your past. That's the whole, your whole life is, is made up of pasts, right? It's not made up of future yet. It's made up of past. And you don't want to let go of all of that. You especially want to be able to look back and learn from it, learn what you didn't like. I know there's people that don't want to have to deal with their past at all because of how painful every single moment was. And and I understand that. But in between, there's got to be some good moments, but it's still part of who you are, right? So you got to look back into your past, but you don't have to create and think a new thought about a bad memory. Right? I was sexually molested many times. I can remember and see the images. Now, the only way that I can feel hurt again is if I sit there and I go something like, I can't believe I went through that. Oh my gosh, that was so horrible. Oh, I can't believe nobody helped me. Uh, my parents were never even knew what was going on. I'm so bad. I can't believe I let that happen. Now, if I keep making thoughts like that, of course I'm going to keep feeling bad. But if I don't put a new thought to it, I don't have to feel bad about the experience and the memory. And it doesn't hurt. 
So what you want to be able to do is you want to go back. Now, it's not about psychoanalytical work and reliving every single one of your memories. No. You want to be open with yourself. You want to literally say to yourself, uh, literally, okay, literally means do this exactly the way I'm telling you to do it, right? Say to yourself, even out loud, when you're by yourself, it's always beneficial if you do this by yourself. Otherwise, people think you're crazy when you talk out loud and there's nobody there except you. But there's actually more than just you there. There's little you. There's all your loved ones. There's all your guides. There's God. So you're never really ever talking to nobody. But this you want to just say out loud if you can. All right, I'm open. I want to see, I want to see all that is within me that may be blocking me. I'm ready. Bring it on. I don't need to see the pretty pictures. As a matter of fact, I'm going to move the pictures out of the way, and I want to know what's deep inside of me. Bring it to the surface. You know, people turn around and, and praise me for the work that I do, and we praise other therapists, and we praise all of these doctors for making us feel better, but it really is very, very simple work and processes. It's difficult practice, okay, and it's difficult to apply it, but it doesn't mean that it's an actual difficult thing to do. You just say, the step is simple. Allow your unconscious mind to bring to the surface, to your conscious mind, that which needs healing, the truth. The truth about the way you feel about yourself, the way you feel about others, and don't be afraid. Don't need the defense mechanisms. Oh, I can't. I can't. I'm not allowed to be upset with my parents. Yes, you are. They're human beings. And, and for the most part, they did not mean to hurt us. No adult in our lives really meant to hurt us. They were lashing out maybe. They, they unintentionally did. Even when they intentionally um, hurt you, it's not for an intentional reason, believe it or not. It's again because of stuff that they've gone through, the hurt that they've been through. So what you want to do is just bring it to the surface. Burst the pretty picture bubble. When I sit there with my clients, the way I formally do it is, especially with those that say, no, my childhood was perfect. And then I say, so was, was daddy was around all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah, he just worked nine to five. He was home on weekends. Okay. Um, you went on vacations. You spent time. Oh, yeah, we spent time together. How much did you guys talk? You say that the relationships that you keep getting involved in, there's no communication, that your your past lovers uh, don't want to go there emotionally. So, so tell me what a night was like when your family was together. What did you talk about at the dinner table? Oh, we didn't talk at the dinner table. It was just about eating. Um, and, and, and they liked peace and quiet. So mom and dad kind of like shushed you as children. If you were start, well, yeah, yeah, because we got really loud and noisy and, and my brothers and I, we would always get into a fight or something. And so mom and dad did not like that. So they always made us quiet at the dinner table, quiet at the dinner table. All right. So then after you dinner, before you went to bed, what were the types of things, activities that you did when mom and dad were home, when you were home on weekends? Well, um, we would sit around and we watch a movie. Okay, well, if you sat around and watched a movie, did you talk about it? Oh, no, no. Dad really liked watching the movie and not like being disrupted. Okay. Um, did dad come and put you to bed at night? No, no, we were, we were, in, we went to bed. Um, um, dad did his reading. He had to do some reading and he had to do some paperwork and, and mom was always busy with, uh, with an activity. So she put us to bed. Okay. So how many times do you remember them saying, I love you? It's like, Hmm. Hmm. Well, we knew we were loved, but it we did. They didn't have to say it. They didn't have to say it. And I'm sitting there, and I, I'm already past the point of needing to burst their bubble. It's like I got enough information already from them. And and the more I dive into it, I'm like, can you just examine what you're saying? Think about what you just said. There is no expression of love. There is no emotional interaction. Those are 
all vital, not just human needs, but spirit needs, soulful needs, mental needs. And, and none of that was fulfilled for you. And they would look and look dumbfounded like a deer in headlights going, oh, wait a minute. You, you mean I didn't have a good childhood? I'm like, well, compared to some others, maybe you did. You had a great home and, and you were able to eat and you had clothing on your back and you got a great education. But you know, there's more to life than just a house and food. I, I mean, I know a wise person who said man does not live by bread alone. Uh, what was he talking about? What was Jesus referring to when he said that? He was referring to love. He was referring to fulfillment. He was referring to values, helping each other, um, getting involved, um, compassion, uh, caring, emotions. That's what we're about. That's who we are as beings. And so um, it took me diving in there and a person reflecting that he or she is turned around and said, oh, my gosh. I guess I didn't have a good childhood. Now, yeah, now when you burst somebody's bubble, that's when they, they're left with, holy crap, now I have nothing. And I'm like, no, you don't. You have everything. You have the real you. You have you. Don't, now, don't think you have less than just because your picture went away. Now you have the ability to have unlimited more than, more than you ever could imagine, more than just the pretty picture of, of the, the family you created. You have the understanding of who you are as a divine unlimited being. You have the, the capacity to be able to fulfill all you want to fulfill. And if you haven't had any dreams or passions before, you haven't been able to attract the lover of your life, now you can because you can see what has gotten in the way. And once you see that, you can get it out of the way. So do you see what I mean about why I even named this program Stop Stopping Yourself? Because it's your mind. It's not my mind. And it's not even any longer your parents' mind or any adult or anybody else in your life. It's not them that is creating the thoughts and the beliefs that are getting in your way. It's you. It's you naturally. It's, it's part of our defense and brain system. But you want to be aware of that, just like you want to be aware of some of your other behaviors and habits that you, you want to be able to control, right? So every aspect of the human mind can be controlled, including, believe it or not, the automatic functions, the things that the subconscious mind takes over, your heart rate. We've seen that through biofeedback. You can actually slow down or speed up your heartbeat. Certainly you understand that with your breathing. Every aspect, your healing, you can control the cells in your body. So you certainly can control your thoughts. And what you want to be able to do is, is bring the hidden thoughts to the surface, the hidden beliefs. Eckhart Tolle referred to them as the hidden beliefs, the hidden thoughts that get in the way. You cannot have good, clear, positive, creative thoughts now without eliminating the old negative ones. Because again, we manifest from our unconscious minds. I wish we all had those pretty pictures that we created. Um, it's interesting. There's a beautiful musical out there, Les Miserables. I'm sure you've heard of it some way or another. Those that haven't heard of it, there was a movie made of it um, just a few years ago. You can always watch it. There was a, a Broadway show. And in it, there's a little girl, little Cosette, who her mother had died, and she was given over to the owners of the pub, which were not necessarily moralistic people. They had their own child, little girl. So they really didn't care a lot for this girl, and, and they made her work really hard. And she sings um, a song, Castle in the Cloud, 
that she created, she created a place, a vision for herself that she goes to mentally. Um, there is a castle in the clouds where she goes and, and feels protected there and feels loved there. So as children, we create these images for ourselves to protect us. Some are very obvious fantasies. Others are not so obvious. And really, depending upon the amount of pain that we've been through, will actually determine the depth that these visions are engraved in us, in our minds, which is why it's so difficult to, to break them. Even now, I can assure you there are one or two of you listening to this, and you're going in your own mind thinking about your beliefs, your beliefs about your past, your beliefs about your parents, your beliefs about your lover, your beliefs about your job, whatever. And you're sitting there and you're going, no, 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 that's real. No, no, I didn't make that up. I, I believe, no, 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 mom and dad were really good, yes. Um, okay, so I've been divorced five times, or um, I'm, I, I always, my relationships have always ended, or I've never been married at all. Your current life is not only reflective of your inner beliefs, but it's reflective of your past life. And we don't like looking at that. And we certainly understand through the precepts of unity, as well as science of mind, that you don't need to change anything in the past if you change your beliefs in the present. And your current beliefs now, new thought, that's the whole concept of the new thought movement. We have the new age movement, right? We have a new thought movement and what that is meant by if you have a new thought you can create a new life well that's all well and good as long as the old beliefs are not getting in the way and remember i did once before one of my other shows you can have a whiteboard i want you to do this in your mind right now i want you to envision a whiteboard and i want you to write and put pictures all on that whiteboard of all the negative experiences you've ever had just i mean you can just blacken it in they don't even have to be detailed okay they could be words they could be abuse they could be whatever you want all this negative stuff now I want you to take a bunch in your mind of pretty pictures of flowers, puppy dogs, kittens, teddy bears, clouds, angels, whatever, God, Jesus, whatever pictures that make you feel so good. And I want you to paste them all over on the front of that whiteboard now. Now your whiteboard is filled with these pretty pictures. Have the negative images gone or have they just been masked? Bring all your negative images to the surface because that's how you can heal them and you deserve to. I want to thank you today for joining me and the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I'll be back next week. Listen for Dr. Dream, who is next, um, Kelly Sullivan Walden, and, um, and after her days. Have a fabulous week, and this is your host, Vincent Jenna, saying you deserve to have the most magnificent life you can even fathom and believe in. So start your journey now and stop stopping yourself. See you next week, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.